0: are blooming, the grass is growing, and it's time to chop the weeds. Thanks to our sponsors at Manscaped, you can trim those holes safely and efficiently. I'm talking about ball trimmers, y'all. Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, have an exclusive offer for the Thomas Island audience. If you use our code TAMA, and you'll get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. Join the two million men who trust Manscaped. They're here to make sure your balls are trimmed and smelling nice. After all, it's time for some spring cleaning. Manscaped has all the tools to get you spring ready. Have you heard about the Weed Whacker? It's a nose and ear hair trimmer that provides proprietary skin-safe technology which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. There's no more gross nose hairs flying off into the wind. Plus, the premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor and a 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Manscaped is making it easier than ever to whack your weeds and also to make sure that you have the most confidence while also providing hygiene. Speaking of incredible hygiene, Manscaped has formulations to keep you fresh and ready for everything that comes your way all day. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball, deodorant, and moisturizer. It's starting to get hot outside, and this is crucial for your balls to stop sticking to your leg. I use it. It's great, especially as the summertime gets swampier. If you go to Manscaped.com right now and use the code TAMA, you'll get 20% off and free shipping. That's right. Use the code T-A-M-A for free shipping and 20% off at manscaped.com. Manscaped, shave your balls.
1: Yo, what's up guys? Welcome back to Thomas Island. This week we have part one of my two-part interview with Bullet Cup Zone L Phantasmo. E L P baby, that's right. So, but before that though, okay, we had a little problem with the mic, but it's not gonna take away from this great chat, okay. So go ahead, switch it on, and enjoy the episode. I got a very special guest, man. This guy is—he's something else. He's a—he uh, is an international superstar, ready to rock and roll here. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. that. <laughs> what? Am I lying? Come on, man. You, you're all over the damn place. You, you're in England. You're in Canada. You're in America. You're in Japan, ladies and gentlemen. Let me get you to uh, int- Let me introduce you to my man here, El
2: Fantasma. <laughs> El
3: Fantasmo, man. Dama? <laughs> Shoot,
1: man. A whole lot of nothing here. Well, not nah, I can't say that. I've been kicking it back here in Florida. Kicking it with the family, spending time with the fam, kids. How about you, man? Yeah, man.
3: What's cracking with you, man? Same old, hanging out, except I'm in Canada. But, uh, you know, chilling with the fam, doing my thing. It's finally summer, so it's like. You know it's 30 degrees out so I got my tan a little pissed off I got nowhere to uh show it off though you know I've got that all natty <laughs> color going on right now you just,
1: you just got back from the gym you got in a nice sweat you're drinking is that your protein shake you got in your hand right now getting your uh, know, protein I crushed in that
3: early. I got my uh BCAA's brother oh and I got, hey, and uh, I got my fruit smoothie <laughs> <left over laughs> from
1: breakfast. you you getting you getting prepared for new for Japan huh you're getting all oh, kinds of set and ready for Japan. I like that, uh, man. I'm
3: ready to go tomorrow, man. Whenever these <laughs> borders open up, I'm
1: ready. Dude, what have you been doing this whole time, man? What are you, what's what been going on? This whole COVID shutdown? You're, you're not allowed to go anywhere outside of Canada. Have you been doing any kind of work? as Indies open out there in Canada? What, what's going on over there, man?
3: I'm just chilling, bro. Just chilling. There's a... Uh... Yeah, no, there's no there's no shows to do here in BC. We're not allowed to do shows, they're not allowed to concerts or anything. I actually think the uh they just did the first indie show on like Vancouver Island, but it was like thirty people. Oof. Like that's that's the uh, that's yeah. like a regular draw of what we used to do in BC, but now that's COVID regulations. You know, it's only thirty, so it is a sellout. But uh, you know, you, I'll let the young kids do those shows, I'm okay. What indie is this? I think that right. one was called 365. But where I'm from, we've got ECCW and All Star Wrestling and Vancouver Pro Wrestling. And that's about it, bro. Is that the Is
1: that the Extreme Canadian Championship Wrestling? Yeah. That That's hold on. Now, I, you know, I did a little little homework on you a little bit. That's where you debuted, it, right?
3: Yeah, that's where I uh, got my started. My first match was uh, October 2005.
1: Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold, up, hold up. You, you debuted in 25. How, I'm guessing you're in your 30s right now. What did you just get out of high school? Or were you still in high school when you did that?
3: Uh, no. So I graduated high school uh, when I was 17 because I'm born in October. And then, uh, you know, I was never planning on being a pro wrestler. Uh, I wanted to go to film school to make movies and, you know, do that shit. So as soon as I was done high school, I went into film school. And I think it was like my second semester or something. Uh, We needed to make a corporate video on a real company and uh, shit. I didn't know what to do, but I had my buddy Artemis Spencer who was like, who wrestled in high school. And I always thought it was cool. You know, like I went to one of, his indie shows. And I thought it was the worst fucking thing I've ever seen. I was like embarrassed to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, like, Anyways, I've always loved wrestling, but I got in contact with him to talk to those guys. And I was like, Hey, I'll make you guys like a free, like wrestling commercial or something for my project. And, uh, as, as I was, was making this, they, uh, just started a training school, uh, and guys were training and I was filming and I was like, God damn, this was like fun. So, I was like, I want to start doing this. And I was worked out a deal with them that I didn't have to pay for wrestling training, but I would film their shows for like their local TV show and stuff. So like awesome. I was in film school and I was like, yeah, fuck it. wrestling school. I'm going to do this. You just picked it up just because you were doing a project
1: for them, for your college, yeah, right? Like, the, for your university.
3: Yeah, for, for that, for that shit. That's all I was like, oh, this looks fun. Seems like something to do on the weekends, you know? I always liked wrestling as a kid, but I was always super small and super shy that I never thought of becoming a wrestler, you know?
1: Yeah. No, that's cool, man.
3: I mean, shoot. You're you're like 6'1", 6'2", yeah? You're even tall. Yeah, definitely definitely clear six feet. Like, uh, hover between 175, 185. Yeah. But I mean, like, I don't think I could... I'd have to eat some serious steaks if I wanted to gain weight. Alright guys, we'll
1: be right back with more ELP right after this.
3: We are truly living in unprecedented times. In more than 50
0: countries and more than 30 states, there are currently mandates requiring face coverings whenever you leave the house. While we're all trying to remain safe and keep those around us
3: safe, we should also attempt to remain stylish. Remember, we have Tama Tonga Double Layered Face Masks available for a very limited time at c-u-t-t dot backslash Tama These washable masks
1: come in a set of three, so you can change up your look with what you're wearing every single day. Different shirt, different mask. Wrap your favorite wrestler and mask up properly. Remember, we've got less than 20 sets available, so head to c-u-t-t dot backslash Tama that's mask One word, all
0: undercase. Right now.
1: You went. In, you went to film school. You joined. You started training while you were in film school. You got.
3: You got your degree and everything in film school. I mean, I don't even know what you call it, but I got a. You got you got Di- something Di- diploma, diploma, digital film and video or some shit. You know? They gave
1: you a certificate that you you yeah, some completed piece it. Of paper right? that cost
3: twenty five grand.
1: Wait, so how'd you end up in how'd you end up England? For, for so there's a big gap. Hold on. So yeah, from... there's a, so
3: there's a big gap. So yeah, yeah my wrestling story is a little different. It pisses people off, which I kind of love. <laughs> that uh you know, honestly. uh I just wrestled for fun on the weekends as like something to do, you know? Yeah. Um, so when I like, I graduated film school, I did some contract freelancing. I ended up uh, sort working at EA sports, which is like the big video game company in in Canada. And, you know, I was doing videos for need for speed. And we started like this online car drifting culture, video website and stuff. So my whole big thing was like, I was doing really good, in like my shoot job and mm-hmm. I was just wrestling for fun. And then, uh, so I was in a training class with Kyle O'Reilly who was in New Japan for a while. I was with the mm-hmm. Bollywood boys who are now in WWE, uh, wrestle with Nicole Matthews who did shimmer and stuff. So we were just lucky to have this like group of wrestlers all coming up at the same time that were so good and push each other all the time. Um, so then you flash forward a little bit. Kyle was living in St. Louis with folly and Kazina, And, uh, I was going to go do the exact same thing with them. Once I finished my contract, uh, making videos. And then I got like, this is a whole podcast on itself, but I got turned around at the border flagged as a suspected illegal immigrant. You know, Uh, I was like, (laughs) I've got four months in between my work contracts. I'm going to St. Louis to go train with wrestlers. You know, like I'm not going to be, illegally cutting lawns or anything. Like I'm coming back to Canada in August for this new contract. And they're just like, oh, you know, you're knocking on our door. We don't have to let you in. I was like, okay, brother. So that kind of, uh, stalled the wrestling pursue for a while. Wait, what year was that? What was it 2013, 12, 13, 14, 11 or 12. No, no, 11 or 12. That's right. Cause 13 is like a bullet club. 12. F-
1: 12 finally had already come uh came back from f- from missouri that's right yeah yeah, yeah. i remember him t- telling me not you know because out there in uh in
3: yeah in, dude in i want wa- i dude, i want to go to folly's uh tojo so bad it was so much fun <laughs> i was like oh man if i get the opportunity i'll go there for a few uh, months
1: no problem oh hey follow you listening bro lp wants to come in and show your boys how to how to work man how to work canadian style yeah, working with your boy Kazina now, I, re- I, oh, remember that. I love him <laughs> <laughs> I remember that My father was in Missouri uh, In St. Louis He would tell me about Kazina and, and Riley And uh, dang man that, That's that's cool Now how'd you, yes. how'd you end up
3: Yeah. So that like I was so excited to do that To like go do Ring of Honor Dark shows with them and stuff While they were all killing at That you know I got pretty bummed out when I couldn't get across the border, you know, it was was like a gray area. I wasn't doing anything illegal, but I couldn't prove to them that I was coming back to Canada. So that kind of like bummed me out with wrestling. And then I ended up getting a job editing cartoons. And I did that for like seven years, like making cartoons for Netflix. and We worked on a couple like Emmy award-winning shows, which was pretty cool. And uh, like my whole big thing was like, I was making more money than guys in NXT or anything. So it was really hard at that point to leave that to go, you know, literally like live on someone's couch in St. Louis or something or how, you know, however you want to make it. But Anyways, long you story should... short, yeah, bro, I lived a couple of lives, but uh, I turned 30 and it was like 30 is the cutoff to get your youth visa in England because uh-huh. Canada, England, and Australia are all part of the Commonwealth. So it was, it was literally like a now or never. Uh, I had wrestled, Brian Cage, Shane Strickland, Gangrel, and then like Kyle O'Reilly was like, he came back to do a show before he went to NXT. And he's like, bro, like, you gotta go. And then uh, he got me in contact with Andy at RevBro. Mm. And then uh, I sent a couple of emails and I was like, hey, my contract finishes this. So I'm not gonna choose to renew my Netflix gig and I'm gonna go try wrestling. Because uh, deep down, I was always like, I'm gonna regret it if I don't try. If I, if I like take this comfy desk job for the rest of my life, I will sit here resenting that I never tried to make it in wrestling. I'd rather come back and fail than I've never like tried and be like, what if my life, you know? I like that. Yeah, man. Because you could always fall back. You've got, I mean, you already got
1: the certificate, right? You can always, if wrestling doesn't pay out, you could always fall back on that. I think that's um, something that you could always have in your back pocket. And that's great, man. Now, holy cow, that's that's pretty damn cool. You went out to England. Not let's say what year? 2016, 17? 17,
3: 2017, I got there like June, two thousand seventeen. Like it was crazy. So after I finished cartoons, I like did a three month solo backpacking trip through Southeast Asia, just because I was like I've been working for fucking ten years straight. I want to go travel, uh-huh. party in Bangkok and shit. <laughs> and then uh then I, I flew back home went to my my buddy's wedding and then flew straight to england and then had my first match with rev pro like the day after i landed and then uh yeah then it all started from there
1: the rest the rest is history and then 3 years putting yourself putting in that work out there in rev pro came into new japan last year 2019
3: 2019 I, I, may yeah
1: I, I was only I
3: was only in England for like less than two years, a little like just under two years.
1: Now, I remember you were telling me before you you, you just uh, you had a place, a flat, staying with uh, two other roommates, three other roommates and just kicking it. Right. No.
3: Yeah. We have like a little uh, a wrestler house. Oh, fuck. So when I first got to England, I had a place lined up and literally like two days before I was flying to London. They're like, oh, shit, we don't have room for you anymore it was uh, it was a big fucking thing i was like okay cool 30 year old just moving to england with nowhere <laughs> to stay and like literally i was in like nine different airbnbs just bouncing back and forth waiting for this wrestle house to open up uh i was there for like it was like the first 2 months and i was like i was like stayed with this 18 year old girl and her family like they're absolute sweethearts but you're like I'm a 30 year old man who just like went from like my downtown condo to like living with this like English family in the middle of fucking nowhere. I was like, Jesus Christ, what a slap to the face that was. (laughs) And uh, you're like, it's not hard to admit, but I I was seriously so close close to quitting and coming back to Canada. You know, like I had one booking the first six weeks in England. Mm -hmm. So I was literally just by myself in an Airbnb Doing nothing, like going to wrestling training twice a week, and I was like, "Man, now you were training cool. with Rev Pro." Cool. No, I was training with Fight Club Pro in Wolverhampton with like the British strong style dudes and stuff. Ah, uh, okay. So that's who I moved with, but Rev yeah. Pro were the people that gave me the opportunities. Got gotcha. so, you know, Rev Pro, Rev Pro is like my home, and I owe I owe everything to Rev Pro, but fight club is like who i live with those are my boys you know yeah because Refro was more like a london based i was up in the midlands but uh, it, was, it was like it was crazy because the amount of like talent in that like fucking couple square miles was insane because i lived there i lived with dunkzilla davis who's like the aussie open dude that you wrestle yep we lived like, live with Jack Sexsmith, we lived with Sean Custon, who was like another Australian dude. We had Travis Banks, like Tyler, Pete, and Ben from British Strong Style, they all lived there, Clint Marjorie, like Millie McKenzie, like everybody lived so close together. Chris Brooks is now in DDT, like mm-hmm. there was just so many good wrestlers in that same little spot that we all traveled every weekend and stuff. I think that's what made it,
1: it was like yeah,
3: those guys, you know. England's a hotbed, man. That's a hotbed. For... I, I nah, I'll be they'll be so back bad. they'll be back better than ever. Like that British fan base is literally the best fan base in the world, you know. Like we're wrestling yeah. four days a night for hot crowds every night and like yeah. they just love and respect pro wrestling so much that you have to you have to deliver, you know. Yeah. I've never experienced that anywhere else but England. So you know, they have yeah, well, so many uns unsu un- Signed talent there that are ready to break out. That he'll be back better
1: than ever. Yeah, when we can when we went there last year, man, that was badass. We did the Copperfield Stadium,
3: man. Yeah, you you guys had that dueling chance for like ten minutes on the the show before. Oh yeah, them them Dunkzilla boys, the Aussie Open, man. Aussie they Open, were, man. Yeah. yeah,
1: they were great. Uh, the whole the whole night was freaking amazing, man. I, I couldn't believe it. It was my first time in England, Again, just. Taking it all in, the fan, the fan base, everybody was great. Or like we did yeah. uh, meet and greet before, they were just like you said, very respectful. They, it is love pro wrestling. That man, I, I can't wait. I hope we do that again soon.
3: That's, I, I thought it was going to be a yearly thing, you know. Yeah, COVID's oh. kind of ruined everything.
1: <laughs> it kind of put a hamper on things, but we'll be back. I, I think we can bounce back stronger than ever.
0: But oh, we'll for see. sure.
1: Yeah, man. Damn, that's a that's a nice experience you've got. You have got a, quite a story, man. You, you yeah, a little you're, bit. Not, you're not you're not like the well, it it kind of came out like the same way. I kind of came out like almost the same. Not I didn't get no certificate or nothing from no from no college or anything. But did a little military time and then decided to come into wrestling, um, and then and from then on, you know, the rest is history. But I, how do you do you regret anything? Do you what's one do you Wish you had. Well,
2: a- I, don't th- oh,
3: I don't want to be one of those guys that say you can't regret anything, but I made a lot of poor choices in hindsight that I wish I could have fixed or anything. But I mean, no, man, this is like the journey. It's so cliche to say, it, but it's not about the destination. It's about the journey of wherever you're going. You know, I have no yeah. idea what's gonna happen. You just, you know, I want to do this for as long as I can, because I'm loving it. And like, I can't imagine going back to my cartoon job or a desk job or fucking cleaning windows. You know, like.
1: Yeah, you
3: know this is it. I'm just enjoying the ride, and you know, trying to get as far as we can go.
1: If anybody in New Japan Office is listening right now, you got you got a guy here who's very talented, not just in wrestling, but man, you could use him to come in and edit your shit. You guys are slacking well, uh- on it. <laughs>
3: Okay, let's not get into with that
1: either. with the, with a little extra pay. No, let's get into it. Talk to me here. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I do, dude, dude. I've already been there. I've already been there. I've made a, uh, I've made a couple posters and logos. I was like, the, the especially like the New Japan USA thing. I was like, it's like we have such a killer product, and you're like putting out these like clipboard art, fucking shit posters. I was like, I can do a better job in five minutes, and you're like trying to like get that communication going and you know like they sent a logo and then i made it all like 3d but i like changed the color of a star or something so they're all like oh it's different and i don't know if we can use this
1: yeah they're definitely they're they're definitely um they're a little behind on 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 that especially trying to expand out here to america in my opinion with those kind of things now you know i think those kind of posters are all they do an all right job on japan but I know what you're talking about. Coming out here to America, USA, I know, it, I know, like, I, I know exactly which one.
3: <laughs> Ring of Honor and AEW, yeah. and you're like, yeah. We are just as good. Why? Like you need to market yourselves as a bigger deal. i like I used to do this with ECCW, man. I used to like make the intro videos and the posters and the graphics and you know like we would like time the lighting for blackouts and have every wrestler have different colors and stuff. You know, like wrestling is mm-hmm. like a huge spectacle in production, and, and it definitely want to help it's you know getting those lines straight with everybody to make that happen but i've I've got a couple posters made for uh two u.s shows that are so fire that it just sucks that everything uh went down so hopefully once we start resuming things they'll they'll use
2: well shit i'm
1: working on a few things man let me let me let me holler at you let me get you to help me out with some things here man you know let's do it damn yeah come on now All right, EOP and I will continue our conversation right after these messages. Guys, if you've enjoyed listening to Thomas Island podcast, there is more for you at the
0: patreon.com backslash Thomas Island. That's right, Tama. If you've been having a good time on the island, you want to find a way to to get more involved, You want to maybe ask some questions, maybe you want to hang out with Tama himself, head on over to patreon.com slash Thomas Island. We have an exclusive Facebook page where you're able to ask questions. You're able to talk about what's happening in new Japan. What's happening in the world. What's happening with Thomas. We've got uh, bonus episodes. If you want to see every episode of Thomas Island, not only early, but in bright video where you can see what is wearing. You can see what I'm wearing. You can find out who's having a bad hair day. Head over to patreoncom slash Island. If you get the Islander tier, we have a happy hour every week on zoom at both 5 PM and 6 PM. They're always a fun time. And starting in August, For one week a month, we are going to pick a subject suggested by a Patreon subscriber. So, you head over to patreon.com slash Island. You're going to be able to suggest a topic. You're going to be able to ask some questions. You're going to be able to have a good time. So, please head on over there, subscribe, and hang out.
2: Patreon.com backslash thomasisland.
1: Now, now I put out... uh i put out a few weeks ago you know they got a thing going on in the west coast the la dojo i would love to start something here on the east coast of america just to kind of spread up the the time you know so we don't have to keep flying to the west coast we got so many guys here in the east coast we have uh jay white Kanta, Hikule, tangaloa me
3: uh like so, a half of both clubs in Florida, right <laughs> you're the only one up there in canada aren't you i am you know, i feel a little i feel a little lonely <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you got yeah, the so hell because him. i
3: can't get into japan i can't get into the states you like i'm like the only one here kind of like twiddling my thumbs i'm like just waiting for the, <laughs> the okay i'm like i'll come live in the la dojo i'll come live in japan like let's go i'm ready i'm losing you were about, my mind up here
1: you were you were about to make that move uh before christmas right you were looking at uh moving out to japan i remember we yeah, were talking we were gonna, about
3: that we were, we were all gonna move to tokyo but again the <laughs> those lines and I think they wanted to test the water with a couple of first before yeah. they just flooded everybody in there, which makes sense. Yeah. Just who's, who's up? We got so sabers, Sabre, uh, Sabre. Sab- yeah. sabers there. Uh, like Will and Juice both yeah. got places, but they're, they've both left Japan so they can't even get back in. Yeah. So
2: I think yeah. Those yeah, like yeah. The
3: three test guys and I was going to get a place in Tokyo and you know, just immerse yourself in the culture, but, now now that you uh the cards.
1: now that you've you uh with everything that's happening, are you still thinking about moving out there when this is all uh done? I don't know, man. I don't know. Are you loving over there in Canada? You like you like being home? Uh
3: <laughs> I, it's it's such like a it's such a weird question because like leaving BC has got me to this like successful point in my life. you're like, in the back of my mind, leaving Canada was the best thing that I've ever done. But then like right now in summertime, we've got the beaches and I'm going hiking. And you know, you've got like my my grandparents and family so close. Right. But it's, it's so expensive in Vancouver that you're like, is it worth it buying a place to then go travel three weeks a month? And you're like, I would rather live in like Cali or Florida personally. Like I love the heat. That's my kind of thing. But then, you know, like my US visa ran up yeah, And we haven't been renewed, so then, you know, that's a big kind of logistical nightmare. So I don't know, man. I really don't, so, know. I like you it. don't know. I have well. the power you, to move anywhere. And, do you I like it?
1: Since you much. moved out, since you came out and worked out in Japan, do you like it? Do you enjoy it? What do you think oh, of the of culture? Uh, what, what are some things that, that stood out to you as soon as you, you came in?
3: Just like how clean and respectful they are. Yeah. Like, I, I love that. I'm very like tidy and I like it clean and they're so clean and respectful. Uh, I had a little, like the first tour that I was there, a little trip up moment. Like I went to the mall and it looked just like a mall that I've been to anywhere, but like everyone was just Japanese. Like there was no diversity of like any other kind of black or white people. And I was just yeah. like, Whoa, like kind of like weird ass dream land right now. That, That's was,
1: the
3: first, that was the first tour. Is that it the first one? Like, it was the one before it was Don, Don Taku or something. Yes, that's down in
1: uh, Fukuoka. Yeah, you won't Fukuoka. see so me. that was
3: that was beautiful. But yeah. I, was, I was like looked around. I was like every like it's just only Japanese people. I was like, whoa, that's a little.
1: Yeah, I never seen that before. You're far away from the main cities Osaka and and Tokyo. That's where the main
3: and uh, yeah, you what's get that? the mix there. Yeah, like Vancouver, Vancouver, like white people are the minority. Like we have so many different cultures here that, you know, I'm just used to seeing different people like right. all the time that you like just first time in Japan, you're like, it's only little like short Japanese people with black hair. Whoa,
1: whoa. <sighs> wild. Yeah. Yeah. Fukuoka is down, down south, of the island in the, in the south of Japan. And they are, it's almost kind of, uh, if you go out, right outside of Fukuoka, it's all country. We take that tour all the way around the Don'taku tour, and we finish up in Fukuoka. That's that's all country, man. Um, yeah, but that's
3: it's a beautiful, beautiful city. Because, yeah, I really I really liked all the tropicalness of it. Mm-hmm. But that was funny because uh, I did that like I did the last show of that tour. Yeah, and then like that was my first show, so I was like I was kind of nervous about everything. So I was like, hey, I really like to come like watch a show before you know. I, just, I remember I like, knew Japan. But they fucking put me on like a week and a half before or something, so I was like, I sat and watched like seven shows or something like that, crazy. Well, everyone's just looking at this like random white dude backstage, like who the fucks this guy? And I'm like trying to I work remember out. you I was, like, watching <laughs> all these shows, and I felt so awkward, and then finally like <laughs> getting geared like oh he's a wrestler, and I was like, oh, uh, no pressure.
1: I remember that first that first match you had. It was the, it was the final uh, sh- um. The final show of the of the tour and that was the bullet club um anniversary yeah don't
3: yeah, t- you don't don't that uh, little, like, bathrobe things
1: yeah you came in that was when you uh put on the lighted up jacket for the first I, time do you remember this i remember i remember oh, we did
3: <laughs> so, I'm already sweating profusely, yeah, I've got, like, New Japan dating, I've been a baby face for 99% of my career, They're like, oh, now you're a hero in New Japan, go kill it, don't fuck up, and then Tama comes up, he's like, start talking about my dad, he looks a little bit like, uh, Devis. and I was like, oh, I like, know, bro,
2: like, what do you want me to do? But
1: but I was, I was just, the- I, w- <laughs> I, I was just like, come on, now, give the guy his own identity. Don't give him somebody, somebody else's shit. You know. But the, <laughs> was the, just- the crazy thing was,
3: I had those exact thoughts as soon as I saw the jacket. Yeah. So the the thing was that was my jacket that I wore on the Indies, and I had like lights inside of it
2: because uh-huh. I've
3: been wearing light up jackets since like 2013. So. Okay, they're like, We'll give you a, a light up jacket, but then I didn't know what they were gonna put on the jacket. Okay, so when I saw the jacket for the first time, when I saw like ELP instead of RNR and the exact same, like, pattern, uh-huh. I was like, Oh my fucking god, I like, my voice I was like, Everyone's just gonna call me a debit ripoff, and then you said this, and I was a like sweating profusely. I go Rocky, I was like dude i don't know like i don't want to piss off tama like my first show <laughs> no. he doesn't know if i should wear the jacket and rocky was like oh shit you know like gator wants you to wear it so he's the boss you wear the jacket
1: i was like oh, okay <laughs> gator came up he's like yeah, kind of like prince david i was like is that okay is is that all right is he not gonna get like ripped apart online and stuff he's like no i think it's okay i said all right boss if you think so man and I remember you. We 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 had everybody halt while you come in uh, pre show and do the you know your Practice entrance. One, yeah. <laughs> but it was yeah. cool though. I was like, oh man! Once you did that, you started walking down the aisle, uh, the uh, ramp, and came in. They turned off the lights. Just, I was like, man, that's pretty badass. And you stu- as soon as you stood up on the, on the corner, up at the top rope, and did your backward flip, I was like, oh, that's money. I said, that's money. He's good. Little did I know you were like. You were, you were sweating profusely,
3: I found that out. I've never <laughs> sweat more in my life, you know. The, 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 I, the, so that, like, I do the rope walk moonsault. And, uh, like, I've been doing it for years. but all the ropes would be, like, taped. So you get to the New Japan ring and they're, like, tubes. So I remember, like, before the show, I was trying to practice it. And I fell every time. And I couldn't get to the middle. And I, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I can't. I don't have this down, and I got to go live on pay per view on my debut, and I'm like, "There's a fifty-fifty chance I'm gonna fuck up." <laughs> and I was like, "Either got," I was like, "Gato saw me do it, so he knows I can do it. So if I fuck up, hopefully I get a chance to redo it." But then you're like, "I can't fuck up," and then I've got all this pressure of like trying to have this like new character with like without ever being this new Bullet Club LP before. I was like, "Oh man." And they had the, the months of the, the hype video or everything? Uh-huh. Which was uh, freaking but... cool as shit.
1: And then find out later that you did it yourself. I that's, okay. that's even more badass. Man, we should put you as in charge of our damn media for Bullet Club, man. So,
3: yeah, hey, let's let's do it. <laughs> I don't know what we'll do, but let's do it. Let's just do it. Whatever. Huh? Man, damn. So
1: you've enjoyed? you. I mean, after that debut, it's been... You've been rocking and rolling ever since, man. you been—I've enjoyed—I've enjoyed I've doing enjoyed my best.
3: I've had a, had a couple little hiccups, you know, just trying to find what where that line is. What? I mean, the, the the first match, I teabagged Will with the ice bag. I got a lot of things, <laughs> and then my the second match, I gave like a baby the middle finger. The first Super junior <laughs> match, I, like fingered the baby, and then that popped off, and then I started throwing hats. I and loved it. Kind of like, escalated. I loved it too, but I I loved
1: it. I was like, man, this guy's right up my alley, man, because that's that's the stuff that that you know. Well, obviously, that's the stuff I do too, but uh, I get in trouble. So yeah, I I am with you. I get it. Yeah, I mean,
3: I definitely got in trouble, but for somebody who's been there. <laughs> two weeks <laughs> i was like
1: uh, making all kinds of uh,
3: waves man yeah I mean, I, you know that's what you gotta do man right you just gotta go up there and you just gotta feel it like uh, i said before uh, i was like i never i never thought about doing that you know i never yeah like pre i was like oh i'm gonna bag will after this and i'm gonna finger a baby and throw <laughs> that right? you know it's just that's hard. what i love it right I, that's what
1: i love about wrestling and about japan because Man, you you feel it. You you call things in the fry, you call audibles. Just you doing what you, what feels right, man. I can't grin any, anymore, man. That's that's what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, that's kind of
3: what the fans like too. Is that uh, unexpectedness. I remember watching I was like you guys have like a YouTube montage of all the swear words you dropped in Russell Kingdom <laughs> or something. Oh, this was years ago. <laughs> and he was like, ah, fuck, ah, shit. I was
2: like,
1: this yeah. is the greatest. Like, so cool. Hey, 99.8% that was Tungalua, bro.
3: That was my brother. Yeah, <laughs> that <yeah>. was him. <laughs> oh, man. That was so good. It was just four minutes of you guys dropping bombs at Russell Kingdom. Uh, we we – uh, uh, so I, didn't, I had no clue he was going to do that.
1: I had no freaking clue. I and mean, this is his first – that's his first year with us. He only he's only been with us probably like five, six months. And we do Wrestle Kingdom and he and he does that. And I'm I'm in the middle of the ring and I'm just like, holy cow, we get to the back. And a tiger you, I told you like, hey man, that's too much, man. That's too much. <laughs> I was like, what are you yelling at me? <laughs> he goes, that's your brother. And I was like, oh shit, man. I was like, gee, what happened? <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, there's there's a video clip out on YouTube right now where people uh, say that New Japan is not for kids, and that's yeah, the video.
2: Who
3: even remembers who you wrestled though? I just remember yeah. all the, the, the swear words. <laughs> I'm like, this rules.
1: <laughs> You're uh, oh man, that's great, dude. I you know sometimes I, I not sometimes. Uh, what I'm gonna say was I I watch your uh your your Twitter man. I I fucking love your Twitter. Twitter, really when you when you go off on fans, and you know, I can understand. um Man, it, it's so sensitive right now with, with things yeah. on social media. It's yeah, very it sensitive.
3: Very. Yeah. Society in general is is evolving so fast that you're like, no wonder why like the older boomers and stuff can't keep up. Like we can barely keep up. Like you don't, you never know what's okay and what's not okay. Like, right. It's a real,
1: yeah. I had it's, I mean, hard, I,
3: it's hard. It's hard as like we're trying to be bad guys, you know. They like right, New Japan is so kayfabe that like my entire social media is like kayfabe heel El Fantasma, you know. Like yes, I've got some of my friends. They're like, "Why do you say that shit?" I'm like, "This isn't, <laughs> like a, this isn't real like life of me going to the lake and stuff." is like I'm gonna pick on Robbie Eagles because we're gonna be in this two year long feud stuff, you know right. Like, it's very different, but, yeah. I, I don't know. We're stuck at home. We can't do anything, you know. You can't. Oh, I know. You want to say controversial shit, but it's, it's such a chance to blow up that I've just been trolling guys. Yeah. Know, like, teasing them with the songs and the yeah, matches I, and merch and stuff. I love what you and you They love doing. it, but, like, you, like like I'm purposely trying to be a dick. Yeah. You know? Trying to be something different.
1: <laughs> I popped when you uh a guy on twitter one of our one of our guy oc steve you he put out that he bought a jacket (laughs) you know and i was like oh cool he tagged all the boys and and i was like oh thanks for support man and then i see you comment right under it 4xl fat ass and i was like oh no (laughs) i was like damn bro i
3: was like like, he's supporting us you gotta (laughs) (laughs) I guess. <laughs> but that is that is the support that I'm like oh, I'm gonna fucking blast you just like I blast everyone else you know yeah. <laughs> but shout out hey shout out to O.C.
1: Steve who took it like a champ man what a good yeah, sport about good it dude. I've, yeah. you
3: know I've seen him around you know you can kind of like get feelers of who can play with it and who won't play with it
1: you know yeah oh I, I call look dude I call I call the dude um, <laughs> on Twitter I call him uh, a flaming Dorito or something like that, flame ass Dorito. And he went ape shit, man. He he went and reported me and I was like, Come on, bro. Really? Off of Flame Ass Dorito? I have I've, I've yeah. done worse.
2: But what does that even mean? I, 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 don't,
1: <laughs> I think I was eating Doritos at the time, and I just it was just something to say. Yeah, but damn. spicy,
3: why
1: not? <laughs> It, it's uh it's definitely a little sensitive i had to pull back man i had to pull back a lot because yeah, my like,
3: drafts my drafts are like <laughs> even some of them you're like oh, you have to like sit there for five minutes but like is this worth it yeah like i pop i know some people will pop but some people are not gonna find this funny yeah so is it risky you're like ah, i'll draft it and some of them you just you get it in your head you type it out and you click send before you can even read it twice and then you're like oh
1: oh man nazi now twitter man at least there's like there's a social media there there was a point there where you know i like to push the boundaries i I, went i saw a fan he was like mouthing off um in japan and it's very um you you know how japan japanese fans are they stay quiet during the match and they clap oh yeah and when somebody's being rude, like one guy's yelling, he—you could hear him all around the arena. It's just one guy, and he's very—he um, stands out like a sore thumb. So I, I jumped the barrier one night, and I went over and I grabbed him by the neck, you know. But you know, I did not I was playing the guy. See what happened was—I'm gonna explain. What had happened was there was a there was next to him was a sponsor, was one of my sponsors. So I just I figured, oh, this guy's with us. You know, he's one of our dudes. So, you know, and and so I had planned. that I was coming in for a run in later on after my match. So when I did a run in, I jumped over the fence and I ran over to the guy and he's been mouthing off at everybody, just being real rude. I grabbed him by the neck. Now, of course, I didn't choke him or nothing. And I was like, and I in Japanese, I said, shut the fuck up. You know, and and my sponsor next to him was just dying. He was laughing so hard and everybody around was laughing now of course i got some major heat i man i got i got reprimanded i got taken into the uh <laughs> i got i got taken into the office i got had to talk to president mage and oh I, no uh, oh yeah And i, I had to, explain to him. i was like yo president man look we're heels man we gotta like sometimes you gotta make this shit believable like make people believe that we're gonna Yeah,
3: you know, he probably shit it. his pants too and then all <laughs> the other people on the fans are like, Oh, he's, you know, he learned his lesson, he's gonna be thinking,
1: Oh this Yeah, man. So long story short, I got fined and that was the end of that and, and I won't be jumping over no barricade to choke somebody. You know, <laughs> fake joke, ju-
3: fake joke somebody. Thanks <laughs> for ruining it for
1: us, I'm <laughs> uh, sorry, but I got to test the water to see if it's okay, you know. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm an example so, for you guys. There's no <laughs> rules of what you can <laughs> and can't do. Hey, Islanders, we're going to take a quick break and be right back to conclude this part one interview with ELP.
0: So, Tom, have you heard about Manscaped? Oh, come on now, Ross. Of course I have, man. Uh, I figured you'd hear about Manscaped. Everyone's got to hear about Manscaped. Look, if you don't want your partner thinking your dick smells evil and you want them calling you bone soldier one more time? Th- I see you laughing at that, Tama, I know. We've all had that moment where your partner's like, you know, your dick's a little evil. If you don't want that evil dick, then you gotta get Manscaped. Manscaped has a brand new electric trimmer. It's their third generation trimmer. They call it the Lawn Mower 3.0. It's got a cutting edge ceramic plate. It's not gonna cause any of those accidents that you don't want in a place where uh, things have to be very careful. It's got a battery that's gonna last you up to 90 minutes. You can take your time, you can trim as long as you need to it's got water resistant technology groom in the shower groom at the beach groom under a waterfall groom wherever you need to it's got an led light so you can see what you're doing you don't have to work blind that is not a place you want to be working blind and let's not forget about the charging stand you can show it off it can look proud it can look uh it can show it to make a conversation piece because uh let's face (laughs) it it is it's nice to look at and it makes people use it it, as
1: a microphone exactly
0: you can start singing karaoke you can start uh You can finally lip sync for your life uh, with with Manscaped. Trim that junk ears. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand, first ball, first whatever.
1: And look, when Ross says trim your junk, he means trim your junk, okay? Now look, you may have heard about Manscaped from all over the place, all right? But ain't nobody, and I mean ain't nobody, gonna give you that deal that Thomas Island is about to give you. All right, not only do you get 20% off and free shipping with the code TAMA at manscaped.com, if you're one of the first 10 people to use the code, we will send you a Tama's Island prize pack that includes Tama's Island goodies and a little something special for me, all right? A prize pack alone is worth the price. All you have to do is use our code Tama, screenshot your order confirmation, and tweet or Instagram us at Tama's Island. That screenshot, and then you're all good from there. You win. That's it. We'll pick it. Pick ten, okay? So it's that easy. Remember, 20% off with the free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code Tom and act quickly if you want that prize packed. Treat yourself and your balls will thank you. <sighs> what a, what are your uh, what are some big differences that in, in the ring and outside the ring that you notice between, um, from Canada to England to Japan? Cool. Ooh, ooh, I caught you off guard. Oh, my bad. I should have set ooh. you up a little bit better. We ooh. kind of just went from one subject to the other. I mean, <laughs> my that, <bad>. yeah, that's <laughs> such a... That's, uh,
3: I mean, it's easy to think about as a progression, I guess. Yeah. Wrestling mm. here in Canada, we only wrestle twice a month, you know. it's. Uh.
1: Well, you're a big ass. You're such a big ass continent. I mean, a, a country. Yeah,
3: it's so spaced out. Like, like when we talk, uh, we would have to like, if we did a show in like Edmonton or Calgary, that's like 12, 13 hour drive through the Rocky Mountains, and you only have like three months when it's not blizzards and stuff. You know, like we're kind of like oh stuck God. in the bottom corner, and and to get into Seattle, you gotta you gotta get over the border, which is near impossible all the time. So you gotta say you're going shopping and hide your gear and. You know, we're just, like, it's so big in space, that we're kind of just, like, stuck in this one little, like, Vancouver area. And, you know, like, it's hard hard to draw fans if you run more than twice a month. You know, we have two shows a year at the Commodore Ballroom, which is, like, the legendary Vancouver venue. Uh, And you get 1,000 people there, but you only get that twice a year. And, like, that's, that's your WrestleMania. Everything else is, like... 100 200 people doing house shows just you know yeah for fun and like i did that for so long but the amount of crazy bumps that we would take in front of nobody in front of no footage like (laughs) like i did a a fucking a swanton bomb off the steel cage to the floor like on people yeah because you're like oh i could do it on the inside or i could do it outside not get a big pop or you're like. There's a one-person cell phone footage of it that exists. And you're like, <laughs> and that's you're like we just did some mad bumps for nobody, and then you get to England, and then England is like actual full-time wrestlers who like live yeah. off wrestling and travel all the time, and the shows are have stages and proper lighting for most of them. Like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. this is like the next level. Like this is fun and exciting to be a pro wrestler like we're selling merch and stuff like mm. we would never sell merch in Canada no one would pay $20 for a shitty indie wrestler t-shirt but you get to England and that's how you survive like you know surviving off your wrestling pay you're surviving off selling 10 shirts a night yeah to be able to buy your food and then buy the next round of t-shirts to keep you going and stuff and then then when you get to Japan you're like you're wrestling in arenas that are like professionally set up and yeah you got the tour bus that takes you to your dressing room that has like you know, like the Bullet Club, and they got the waters and everything, and the tape for you. You're like, it literally feels like a progression of playing like minor league hockey to like going into the uh, the minor, the next minor leagues, and then getting into yeah. the NHL. Whatever. Like that's yeah, that's kind of been the progression. Of how I would describe which, it.
1: Which fans do you like best?
3: Uh, I mean the japanese yeah, fans and the and the uk fans are, are so different they both have their own pros and cons i i did some shows in berlin in mm-hmm. germany and those are some of my favorite shows because you don't know what the hell they're chanting but like they're just insane over there like yeah. berlin like they're just the craziest punk people like There's like chicks with like their whole faces tattooed and like have like black eyeballs. You're like, whoa, like, Oh oh, wow. This is the craziest place. And they're just loving wrestling. Like you don't even have to have good matches. They're just going crazy for it. You're like, Oh man, that makes getting a a. 6am flight to Berlin and then flying 22 hours back home and staying up all night and drinking at the bar. That's what makes it worth it. You know, you wrestling and wrestling in your call is such like a prestigious venue that so many of the like your all-time greats have wrestled at wrestled that that you're like you can just feel the history in the building and then wrestling at and hall like like i made my debut at Corkin in the main event against will at super Juniors you're like that's such a crazy stat to me yeah that you're like like what's happened in this building and to like win in the main event in your debut you're like holy shit like that's surreal and like the like the tokyo dome man you know that's what everyone mm. wants to do in wrestling, like to be mm. able to say that, like, not to chew my own home but I walked into Wrestle Kingdom as a double champion. Obviously, those two belts hey. compared to that, the IWGP Heavyweight. Ones. <laughs> hey, you know, hey, I it, started. I started that trend.
1: <laughs> now, now, yeah, you see that trend going on right now. Now, I've asked, I've asked, uh, you know, our people on patreon.com dot backslash Thomas Island. How would they uh, – how do you see the two belts splitting? Do you see them both merging as one? Do you see – how how can they split it now? You know? you, you Yeah, uh, I don't know.
3: I don't I know. Mean. If it was me and I was evil, I would only defend one at a time. Yeah. I'd say, fuck it. I'm not running the risk of losing them both. You can either have this one or that one. You know, I'll defend the IC title. If you win G1, okay, then you get a heavyweight title. But I mean, I don't know. I like I like them both separately just because you get two high profile matches out of them. But I mean I definitely feel New Japan maybe has a couple too many belts.
2: You You think so?
3: Yeah.
1: We got yeah. Well Yeah.
3: You got like the, the heavyweight, you got the
1: Intercontinental. The intercontinental
3: then you got the us title.
1: us the never open
3: weight or never yep. weight, which i love i love what yep. go like the possibility for that belt to have juniors versus heavyweights and something yeah like that i want to see happen so bad then yep. you got the heavy tag the junior title the junior tag the six yep. man's
1: the six man
3: then you got like the g1 briefcase and you got the best of super juniors and you got all these, you know, I like. I like how you fight for something, but like, yeah, there's definitely a lot, a lot of titles.
1: Yeah, no, I, I see where you're coming from. I, I definitely understand. I, I, I look at it because we, we got so many guys. We got there's so many. I, I feel like the okay. So we'll start at the bottom. The six man, right? The six man. That's more like a faction team belt. Right, yeah, yeah. The junior tag, I, it just there's so many guys. I mean,
3: you need a junior tag. You need a heavyweight tag. Tag, but I mean, right. why don't we just have one tag? Like what? Like why can't me and Ishimori wrestle? You know, Tana and Abushi. Oh, uh, well, I, I I understand why, <laughs> but I would love those possibilities. Right? Yes, yes. I, I am loving putting put, put on some weight man, man.
1: Put on eat them God extra steaks you were talking about earlier. God
3: damn it. I feel bad enough having a tag beside Ishimori. Uh, you know. <laughs> makes me look like a backyard or uh, you
1: know. Well you make up with it with height, all right? So I got, <laughs> you got you got the good looks. <laughs> He's
3: got everything else.
1: <laughs> yeah man hey, yeah he, man since i've man I, I wrestled ishimori in 2010 i came in my first tour in the super junior tag and i was tagged with uh davy richards and then after that i did the um uh, the super juniors you and i wrestled Chinese? yeah i came in as a as a junior oh, I I ca- yeah i came in as a junior and then i remember wrestling uh, ishimori he was a Independent, I and mean, he was jacked then, bro. He was hey, he's jacked, been jacked then. his
3: whole life.
1: you right. I, I I tell you that man, he's got is on point, focused, precise with his with his training and and eating. He he's been jacked ten years plus. Jesus, I know. I
3: try and watch him when we're on the road. It's like, what the hell is this guy eating?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. That's what. It, he's he's not eating anything. He's not. He doesn't drink beer. He doesn't drink alcohol until. Probably till the end of the tour, he will have whiskey. The what they call a highball. Do they have highball here in America or in in Canada?
3: I like yeah, but I don't. uh, Highballs are like any kind of like hard drink mixed with soda or something.
1: Yeah, uh, what's it called? So, like Um, in Japan, like
3: a highball is like a whiskey ginger or something like that, or like a whiskey soda. uh,
1: Like a highball, you
3: can get a vodka, a rum and coke would be a highball, I think.
1: No, nah, no. Nah. I thought a highball was uh, yeah, whiskey and soda, whiskey and club soda, and then cause you you can get you can get highball and ginger, uh, a ginger highball. Yeah, you can get a ginger, ginger highball. Ginger
3: highball, Yeah,
1: yeah, you can get a ginger highball. But, but yeah, the, the, a lot of the guys, a lot of the boys in Japan, when they're watching their figure, they they do a lot of whiskey. But,
3: oh, I mean, let's talk about drinking in Japan. My God. Oh. <laughs> that. That, uh, that's
1: another episode that we could just run on forever, man. All right, guys. Thank you very much for joining us this week. That is it for the first part of this episode. Join us again next week as we dive into the second part with ELP. El Fantasma. Enjoy your week, guys.
2: Ain't nobody really did Gorilla. Ain't nobody really did Gorilla. Real whoa, you know we about action Whoa, know we not it just not matching Whoa Ooh, Jump up the rope, put my feet up, be a face, no, we ain't